Hi love and welcome to Lovely with Lana. I'm Lana, your podcast host, here to talk about all things Pilates, wellness, fashion, lifestyle, and of course, it has to be pink. Well, not all the time, but most of the time at least. I hope that you absolutely love this episode and let's get right into it. Okay, hello. I'm with Callie Jardine and she is the creator of Sweaty Studio and she has her own social media and everything. So why don't you introduce yourself, Callie? Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm Callie. I have my own Pilates studio called Sweaty Studio. Basically, if you haven't heard of Sweaty Studio, what it is, is it's an online Pilates studio, an app where I have monthly challenges. I have a bunch of just on-demand workouts for all fitness levels. I blend affirmations into my workouts so that you get not only a good physical feeling after class, but also you're feeling really good and empowered on the inside because that's something that's so important to me. And I always say that you can't see results without working on the internal. So that's why I put that in Sway Studio. And also I have my own podcast called Healthy But Human. And I have a bunch of social media platforms as well. So I have TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. What else is there? There's so many more, I feel like. Lemonade. Lemonade. Yeah, yeah. I have all of them. So my main Instagram handles are I'm sweaty and I know it, but that's a little bit about just like what I do. I'm also based in Florida as well. And yeah, that's exciting. So um, before we like jump into the full episode, I always like to do some little short segments in the introduction. So I always like to set the mood. So kind of tell me where you're coming from, your mood today. So everyone kind of gets the vibe of the rest of the episode. Yeah. So hmm, how is it was like how I'm feeling today? How you're feeling kind of what you did beforehand, you know, just just the vibes today. Okay. So today is a very productive day. Yesterday was very much slow paced. I overslept my alarm by like three hours and then just had a really slow morning an entire day. And it was so needed. But today is like productive. We've been working and I've been just getting a lot of things done today that I've been putting off and resisting. So that's been really good. But I think my mood overall is like pretty good. I'm just like happy that I'm getting things off the checklist. So yeah. Awesome. And then I also like to do a quick high and low. So kind of something that's been, you know, a high of the week and then a low of the week. So. Okay. Let me think a high. What day is it? Thursday. Um, Hmm. Okay. A high of the week yesterday was so fun. Like I said, it was a really nice slow paced day. I've been feeling kind of burnt out lately. And so John, he's my husband and he was like, do you want to go to the beach and work? And I was like, yeah. So we ended up going, we have a beach umbrella and we've never used it before. And so we went to our favorite beach, put the umbrella up, got our laptops out, went to Publix and got like chicken sandwiches, all this stuff and just posted up at the beach and worked. And it was so nice and needed. Like whenever we needed a break, we just go jump in the water and it was just so fun. So I'm always like, why do I not go to the beach and do that every day? But that was definitely a high of the week. I think a low of the week is just feeling really overwhelmed. I have been sick for like the past just two weeks. And honestly, I don't know. Being sick, it just throws me out of my routine. I think it throws everyone out of their routine. But I think I've just felt really overwhelmed, just kind of like getting everything back 
in order and just feeling like I'm not behind all the time. So yeah, that's probably the low, but I mean, there's so much to be thankful for. I feel like I've been having a pretty good week overall, which is good. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I'm like a little bit sick. Cause I was on a trip to New York city when like the smog started coming in. Oh my and gosh. So I, like, like my entire, like I have such bad congestion um, but you know, we, we left right before it, like right now it looks like an apocalypse in New York city. I, it's like all the okay. wildfires. I just, so I feel like I live under a rock sometimes cause I don't really look at the news, but I was on TikTok right before this. And my friend who lives in New York, she posted a video and it was the smog. And I didn't even realize that it was that bad there. Like my sister lives there and I was like, Abby, is this going on? <laughs> like what? that's crazy yeah because I remember leaving on the plane I'm like why does it look so gloomy and then it got worse oh my god when I live in Minnesota so like here it's pretty the air is pretty clean but like in New York City right now it's so bad and I got sick just inhaling like the beginning so I don't know how people are breathing right now over there but that's crazy yeah my parents they live up north also and they were telling me that they've been having like really bad allergies and everything from the the air and stuff and I didn't realize how bad it was until I looked I was like wait what (laughs) that's crazy all right so um now we're gonna kind of jump into the episode talk about kind of you and your entrepreneurship your girl bossing um and kind of everything that kind of surrounds you the first main question I have is what got you into like starting your Pilates studio kind of what was the main idea what was what was just the epiphany of you wanting to create something like sweaty studio so it all started actually in 2019 I was in college I went to the University of Miami and it was my sophomore year of college there and there was a pure bar studio right by my apartment. So a little backstory on that. I used to be a competitive figure skater for my entire life. And I started having a lot of growing pains and injuries in my knees and in my ankles. And so in skating, we would do a lot of high impact training off of the ice. And I had to stop doing that because it was just too much on my body. And I was 15 at the time and my mom found Pure Bar and she was like, this looks cool. Why don't you try it? If anyone listening doesn't know what bar is, it's a blend of ballet, Pilates and yoga. So it's to the beat of the music. It's really, really fun. And they actually had to give me special permission to take the class because I was too young. So I got into it. I was obsessed. And then Pure Bar was kind of my consistent throughout most of my life. I moved a ton as a kid. I went to three different high schools in three years and then graduated high school a year early, went to college. So it was a lot of change. But throughout all of the time, I would go to Pure Bar. And so when I found a Pure Bar in college, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And my sophomore year, I love fitness. I wanted to get into fitness at a different level. So I was like, let's become an instructor. I'd been coaching figure skating also. So I knew I loved to teach people. I knew I loved to lead group sessions, all those things. So so I got certified in Pure Bar. I started teaching when I was 19. I was actually the worst ever at teaching. The owner of the studio sat me down after one of my first classes and she asked me, she was like, how do you think you did? And I was like, you know, I think I'm getting better. I'm improving. And she was like, honestly, that was a mess. And I started sobbing. I, it was not, it was really hard for me. Didn't come naturally at all. And then it was about three months into being an instructor that everything just kind of clicked one day and it started becoming really, really natural for me. And it was fun. I got closer to my clients. I fell in love with it. And then from there, 
one of my friends was working at a Pilates studio in Miami and she was like, Hey, Callie, they're, they're needing instructors. Do you want to become an, a Pilates instructor? And I was like, okay, let's try it out. Let's see if it's fun. It was reformer Pilates. And I did the first class. I came out of every single move. I was looking at the girl next to me and I was just like, how is she in this so long? Like I am shaking. I am dying. I thought I was strong before taking this class and apparently I'm not. And so anyways, from there, I kept taking some classes and I fell in love with Pilates and I was like, let's do it. Let's get certified. So I got certified. And then 2020, both of the studios that I was going to, I was going to teach at the Pilates studio right before COVID happened. But as it went online, the owner of that studio asked me if I wanted to take over the virtual classes, since I had a lot of experience teaching on the mat from teaching bar. So I was teaching a ton of virtual classes in 2020 while I was still in college. I was running different social media accounts for the studios. I was teaching that as well. And I ended up I, I've told that a whole chunk of the story, but I started my blog in 2019 also. So I started, I'm sweaty and I know it in 2019. It was a blog about health and wellness stuff, trying to help girls navigate health and wellness in college. And it was really small at the time. But then as I went online with all of the studio stuff, I fell in love with teaching online. And my friends were like, you should start a TikTok for I'm sweaty and I know it. And so I did. I started posting workouts on TikTok. It started to do really well. And then I started to to teach live Instagram live classes on my blog Instagram. And from there, everything started to grow really fast. And I was like, wait, I'm not used to this. This is crazy. This, this is awesome. And I started to make a YouTube channel and I started posting long form workouts on my YouTube. And then eventually I stopped teaching at Pure Bar and I continued to teach at the Pilates studio, but slowly I eased out of doing the in-person teaching and focused on my studio only. So I was growing Swai Studio while this is a very long story. I'm also very, <laughs> it's a long That's story, a but um, as I was, as I was growing my social media presence, I started to think about how can I monetize this so I can make this my full-time thing because I love this so much. It's incredible. And I was like, you know what, we're going to start building this online platform. While I was doing that, I had graduated college and I got a job working in public relations. So I was navigating having a corporate job working nine to six, sometimes nine to eight. It was crazy long hours while also building my own business. And eventually in January of 2022, two yeah 2022 i officially yeah. opened the doors to sweaty studio so it's been around now for about a year and a half officially and it's been incredible so that's the long story of how it all came to be but it's been a progress but it's been so fun yeah so i can kind of like relate because like i have this podcast and all my socials which i'm working on growing because it's small now but then I also have two internships right now. So I'm working like seven. When I'm saying I work seven days a week, I'm saying I work seven days a week. The only yeah, reason I'm off today is it's my like one day off. So it's it's crazy too. And I think you you mentioned, I think a couple of times in your podcast, how like the corporate life kind of drained you. And that's honestly yes. how I feel. I I believe it. Are you still in college too? Yeah, I'm in college. I'm studying computer science. And so it's a lot of, oh my gosh, sitting and coding. And I, I love my, um, one of my internships. I love it, but the yeah. other one is kind of like not as fun because it, it all matters. Yeah. I feel like your coworkers, like if you don't have good coworkers, then totally, but totally. it's like, it's a lot. And I think you probably struggled with that a lot. Um, kind of before you ventured off and yeah. doing sweaty studio full time, dude, I had five jobs at one point in college 
it was insane and mm-hmm. a lot of people i've talked to who are entrepreneurs they have the same thing happen they love they love working they love trying new things and before they know it they've overextended themselves so i feel you i've been there <laughs> yeah but well you know everyone will get through it yeah. there's like there's a rainbow at the end of that tunnel so yeah you just gotta i think the most important thing because i mean every life is it always changes right there's seasons of busyness seasons where we're able to slow down but i think it's most important of all to make sure that even when you're super busy to still find that time in the day to give to fill your cup and make sure you're taking care of yourself because when i was working five jobs i put my personal health on the back burner and as a result it led to a lot of different things like anxiety depression all that stuff so it's important like even as much as you're working, if you can find even like 15 minutes in the day to just do something for yourself, like that helps a lot. That's just like advice that I learned from failing miserably at having five jobs. <laughs> yeah. So for me, that is Pilates. I've done sweaty studio worker workouts. I've done random ones I found on YouTube, but for me, like Pilates and hot girl walks, like that's my time. I Nobody love it. Bother me during that time. So <laughs> I love it so much. I'm the same way. <laughs> So um, you kind of talked about Sweaty Studio, but what was it like to like launch it? Didn't you, didn't you say once in like somewhere I felt like I heard that you launched it while you were like drunk? Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 A very professional. <laughs> no one's going to, unless they listen to this. Yeah, I don't care. I'm, an, your episodes. I'm literally an open book. And I think that's part of the story, honestly, is like, during this time of my life, I was really, I was really struggling to be honest. I would, like I mentioned, I was working a full-time job and I was also launching the studio, but I left out the fact that I had also ended a four-year relationship. So I was going through that post breakup season. I was struggling a lot with my food relationship and I also was dabbling with taking Adderall so I could be more productive, which suppressed my appetite and led to a lot of issues with just food and partying and all these things. It was a really dark time in my life. And around this time, I was feeling a lot of imposter syndrome because I was supposed to be a good example online for health and wellness, but I couldn't even take care of myself. And I was really struggling. And so there was the that girl trend going on. And I was like, I'd, I'd watch these videos and I felt so just bad about myself. I was like, I just feel like these girls have their lives together and I'm a mess and I don't understand like, how am I supposed to keep doing this if I can't even be a good example for people? And so I started just posting realness and I was like, yeah, I woke up this morning, I was hungover, I got ready in five minutes for my job and I did it. And I just started opening up about what was really going on. I started talking about my struggles with food and how I was working on going through a healing journey, all this stuff. And around this time, I, I was also partying a lot. So this is where this is where the studio thing comes in is I it was New Year's. I was building the studio while this was going on. Also, I didn't let that hold me back. I was like, we're going to still make the studio. And like it's I'm I was making it honestly for myself and for other people because I knew I needed workouts that were empowering. I mean, there was so much stuff online that was just like triggering me during the time. Mm-hmm. So it was really just something I was building for myself as well. But I launched the studio on New Year's and this New Year's was actually horrible. It was fun. It was horrible. I took way too many peppermint schnapp shots and then I ended up like being super drunk. And then I launched the studio at midnight and I was like in my now husband at the time, my boyfriend. 
in his basement. And I remember I launched this. It was like a whole pregame going on. I was like, guys, I have my studios live. I launched it. Let's go. And then pretty soon after I died and I ended up um, just being over the toilet the entire night. And then I woke up the next morning with the worst hangover of my life. And I looked at my phone and I was like, oh my gosh, this launch was huge. Like what? And really unexpected. And then Anyways, just like fast forward, that night was kind of pivotal because from there, my relationship with alcohol and drinking kind of like went really far down and I eventually stopped drinking for good in April and now I don't drink. I drink like a couple weeks ago, like one glass of wine, but I really have stopped drinking and being crazy partier. So that's the story behind it. <laughs> well, it was, it launched. Yeah, it launched <laughs> in a weird, in a very weird, unprofessional, quote unquote, way it did launch, but, and then it grew. So how was that like? How was like seeing more people join Sweaty Studio like? Yeah. So at the time, okay. So prior to launching the studio in a really unique state of mind, I had had a lot of failed launches before. So failed, I mean, I don't think anything is technically a failure, but in the sense of I launched something expecting to sell like 100 plus things and I only sold like three things. So I, the first thing was a guide and I thought people were gonna buy the guide. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I love it. And I done zero market research. I didn't know if anyone even wanted this, but I made this thing and I launched it in the same day and hardly anyone got it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know how this is ever going to become a full-time thing if I can't even have a successful or like a launch that makes more than like 30 bucks. So anyways, this launch, I took a very different approach at it. And one of my entrepreneur friends at the time, she recommended this book to me. It's by Jeff Walker. It's called, I think it's like launch or something. It's really, really awesome for anyone who's wanting to start their own online business. And it basically takes you through a step-by-step -step process of how to actually have a successful launch. So I followed the book pretty much to a T during the process of launching Sweaty Studio. And so I did the launch and honestly, it was like mind boggling, like how well the launch went. I'd never had a launch that successful at all. And I do attribute it all to God though, because I also left out during this time, I was getting back into my relationship with God while I was really struggling. And I know for a fact that like he knew I was really, really struggling and I really needed an out from living in this just toxic cycle and not like working constantly, not taking care of myself. And I don't, I, I know I did things that made the launch happen, but I also know that he was behind it all. And because it was his will, like he pushed it out to as many people as the people who did it. And to answer the question of how did I continue to have it grow and keep it growing? I mean, I really learned that it's super important to ask the consumer, ask the members in my community, what are they needing? Like, what do they want and need to help them in their journeys? Because ultimately, yeah, the studio is helpful for my personal journey, but ultimately it's for the people who are in the community. And I'm, I'm showing up every single day for these people to help them. And that's always been my goal ever since I started my blog in 2019 is to help others and just to spread light and love into their days and into their world. So I think just from continuing to show up, continuing to 
pivot as needed. If someone asks me for more arm workouts or more back workouts, making those workouts and like telling them, Hey, your feedback matters to me. Every time I launch a new program every month, I ask people, what do you guys actually need this month? And from there I'll build a challenge based off of that. So for anyone starting a business, I think the most businesses fail when we are building the business and the product based off of what we think that people need instead of actually asking the simple question of what do you need? So yeah, that's, that's kind of been the, the overarching theme of how it's continued to grow. So you also like mentioned that you needed an out and so like God gave you, and I also, I'm also Christian, so totally on board with that, but you said that like God saw that you needed an out. Um, so I feel like what was that out to you rather than just like working your nine to five or working all of your five jobs that you mentioned? Yeah. So I, first of all, I will say God, like being a Christian and I'm sure, you know, it's not a walk in the park. God Mm -hmm. is going to put things in our lives that are challenging. And if we don't have challenges in our lives, we're not going to grow. So If someone listening is really struggling right now, like, please know that the struggle, you're going to overcome it and it's going to turn into a strength one day. I mean, the fact that I'm able to share a really dark time in my life that I didn't know if I'd get through with thousands of people all the time, like that is beautiful. And that's God working through my story. So in terms of an out, it was really cool because I always ask God for guidance in any big decision. Like this was a huge life decision. So for reference, I was working in public relations. I had a salary. It wasn't a very large salary, but it was enough. And it was consistent. With Sweaty Studio, I gave everyone a free month to start. I had no idea how much money it was gonna make after the first month because I had people sign up, but it was for free. So I wasn't sure like what was the churn going to be for that. And so it was very much just a leap of faith what happened. But I remember I was, it was one night I was sitting in my kitchen with John and I was just upset. I was just like, I wish I could quit. I wish I didn't have to do this job. I wish this could just be my full-time thing. I'm so passionate about it. And he was like, why can't you? And we looked at my finances and he was like, he, John is really good at finance stuff. And he was like, Callie, you, you can't like, you'd be okay if you quit your job right now. And so this was a pretty much like midway through January. Also just to preference, I didn't quit my job right when I launched. And I want everyone listening to realize it's okay to, to have a business, to start a business and still have another job. Like you're not a failure for that at all. I only quit because I remember praying about this. I prayed for guidance with what was going to happen. I opened my devotional the next day. I kid you not, the devotion was talking about quitting your job and taking a leap of faith. And it was just so like, this isn't a coincidence. Like this is too, this is too aligned. And when I quit my job, I told my parents about what I quit my job and they were kind of in shock. And I told them about the Bible verse that was attached to the devotional. That was the same verse that my dad was studying in his Bible study that same week and things like that. I'm just like, okay, that's not me. That's, that's God working. And I also always trust that he's going to provide, he's going to take care of me. Like, yes, I've had seasons of my business where I'm like, how am I going to make this work? How am I going to afford to do whatever I'm doing and to keep this going? But he's always continuously provided for me when I put my faith in him and trust in him. I mean, I love how like you weaved in like God and his will because 
for me, like at least I struggled with a really, really bad eating disorder about now four years ago. Um, and it lasted a couple years. And then I felt like God was like, you're going to get better and you're kind of going to document it, but Mm. you know, you'll like sneak it in, but you're not going to like overcome. Cause like, there's a lot of like recovery content. That's like it almost in your face. I feel like, and I'm like, he's like, you're going to sneak it in and show positive messages, but like not in like the most obvious way. So you're kind of reaching a wider audience. That's kind of what God was telling me. And so that's kind of what I was, have been doing for the past couple of years so it's like planting seeds I love it yes and same with like talking about God it's not like the main focus but it's again like seeds that I plant throughout you know my podcast and my socials that's how mine is too it's not like the entire it's not like a guess entirely Christian podcast like that's not all we talk about but Mm -hmm. it's just seeds planted into different things I love it that's so cool So what are some amazing aspects of being an entrepreneur? And then what are some like not so great parts of being an entrepreneur? I think amazing aspects is there's no roof to it. There can always be more that can be created, can be done. And I'm a really creative person. I have, I always have ideas racing through my mind, which is a blessing and a curse because sometimes it can be overwhelming, but I think it's super cool because the sky is the limit and I, I love that about entrepreneurship. We're in my corporate job. I mean, there was only so many ladders I could climb and there's only so much freedom I had within it. Also, I mean, this is cliche, but the fact that I can build my own schedule, it's such a blessing because some days I need more sleep than other days and I can give myself that sleep. But I think on a downside, it can be challenging with time management because I live in Florida and I live in a surf town. And if it's a beautiful day outside, it's really sunny, the waves are good. I'm like, I just want to go surf all day and I don't want to work and I want to lay in the sun. So it's definitely important to have discipline as an entrepreneur and to be able to find that good balance in my schedule and also avoid burnout. I think burnout is a challenge a lot of entrepreneurs face too, because Mm -hmm. there is the feeling, and I'm sure you feel this with having a podcast, is there's always more that can be done. I mean, technically we could never turn off and especially working in social media, that is something I've had to really work on. But I think that is, it's all comes down to discipline. And even as challenging as it may feel, being an entrepreneur has really, really sculpted and shaped me into a strong, strong version of myself. And it has made me be very disciplined and there's always more I can work on within myself. And I think that's really cool is because it bleeds into my personal life too. And so yeah, I mean, being an entrepreneur, there's days where I'm just like, like two days ago, I was like, I want to quit. This is so difficult, but it's cool because it moves in waves. Like then the next day I was having a good day and I was like, I love this. So it's important mm-hmm. to just learn how to ride the waves and enjoy the journey instead of being obsessed with the milestones, because when the milestones come, it is like, okay, what's the next thing? So soaking mm-hmm. in the journey is what makes entrepreneurship really sweet. Awesome. And so you mentioned all your ideas. So what are kind of your ideas for the next, I don't know, couple months, year? Like, what do you, what is that like almost never ending ceiling? Like, what are the clouds for you? Such a good question. I love it. I'm also curious about like your clouds too. I think for me though, in the near future, well, I don't know how near the future I'm, I've been like itching to start an in-person studio like this has always been a dream of mine and 
I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm itching to start one. So I think that's like the big dream. I absolutely love doing in-person stuff. As much as I love everything online, I think it's really cool how many people that I can connect with online and how it's all over the world. Like that's insane. But there's just something about in-person that is unmatched. So I think I've really been trying to figure out lately, like how can I make this more in-person for me and for my community? So I think that's kind of, that's like kind of the big thing. And then also I wanna, I've been working on merch as well. So that's the very close near stuff. This is also, I'm wearing a sample I created. <laughs> I'm currently in the process. That's so of- cool to be like, that's my shirt. I'm I'm testing out the merch right now. And so I'm figuring out which ones are the best and all that stuff. So we're in like round one. It's a very, very, hopefully it's not a super long process, but it's the process has begun. In my room behind me, there's like merch everywhere, all over the floor. But that's kind of the near future. And then I also have been wanting to do more like with ministry stuff. So I'm figuring that out as well. Like how can I tie in more of faith with fitness and all those things? Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> that is that is so cool. And that's exciting too, because like you said, they're, they're clouds. Like there's no ceiling. The clouds there's keep no going ceiling. up. So it's so cool. Okay, wait, what are, I want to know your clouds. I know it's your podcast, but I'm curious like what your big clouds are as well. My big clouds is, well, getting through my degree. Cause I like, I graduated high school technically like two weeks ago, but I've been in college what? for the past two years. Oh my gosh, queen pop so off. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'll be graduating college in two years. It's like weird. It's it was really weird how it fit, but graduate at least because for me that's really important. Um, yeah, my parents immigrated here, so for me to like be able to have an education, it's super important. Um, that's so cool. Where did they immigrate from? They immigrated from like Eastern Europe, so the USSR before yeah. it broke up. So like that area. What? So, that's crazy. Oh my gosh, I love it. After that, maybe I'll continue doing my podcast. Right now, I'm like just starting off YouTube, but I call myself a baby influencer <laughs> because it's like I'm growing. I'm growing like very, very small. Yeah. Um, but I'm putting like I'm learning a lot. I'm learning how to edit. I'm learning better podcasts, like how to edit my podcast better and, you know, which cameras to use and all of yeah. that um, SEO and all of this stuff that it's actually like a lot of work that I you don't realize until like you're in it and then you're like oh that like 10 second Instagram reel took me like <laughs> two hours to edit yes <laughs> um but yeah just growing and reaching more people and also I feel like I'm I'm not like a one niche I feel like I'm like in way too many niches because like yeah. that's the person I am like I love Pilates and wellness I also like fashion and everything. I'm the same way. I'm like, what niche am I in? I'm not in a niche. I'm just kind of floating around. I'm just like a very obnoxious pink blob just floating (laughs) absolutely everywhere in the internet space. So Instagram is probably looking at me and like, what are you doing? Like that. I love it. Just be yourself, honestly. No. Yeah. And I think also (laughs) my brother was telling me, he was like, you need to show that like, it's okay to like be yourself, but also be in like a, a weird, because I'm in computer science, like I'm like the only girl in my class. And I also come in with like pink code and like a pink little backpack. So you need to imagine and like a little bow in my hair. It. So I'm like having my Elwood's moment walking into computer science class and it is so much fun. 
but like at the same time like I don't see that on social media so I need to post more about not fitting into that and just Wait, being yourself yes okay I love it that's so amazing that's it's, good for you I love that that's so yeah. fun <laughs> yeah I mean it, it's harder though definitely to like make friends because <laughs> a lot of like may, mostly men just look at you and they're like wait what like did she get lost like she's supposed to <laughs> she be over the right there. class like, well, what is she doing here and then you're like actually I know more than you <laughs> yeah actually actually I set the curve I'm I apologize now you I don't set have an the a in the curve <laughs> the curve is 100 percent yeah exactly but you know it's just growing and also like talking more about mental health and just talking about things that people don't want to talk about on social media I think that's what kind of what you do but it's like nobody wants to talk about struggling with food nobody wants to talk about depression and anxiety and not fitting in and you know having a bad day but having people like you and me who are willing to talk about it like it would just help so many people especially girls because I never saw that growing up on social media and so it's like even now I'm like scrolling through I'm like why am I so sad everyone's having like the best life ever but Mm. people just don't show it so absolutely even in the Pilates world I can say this too I think it can be really intimidating for people maybe wanting to try Pilates because from the outside eye Pilates like most Pilates people I've seen look really really put together and like they have everything together and I think that I mean this is like in-person classes I'm talking about that can be an intimidating environment to walk into so I think even within just the Pilates world and just the wellness, like the that girl, it girl, all those different worlds, like just showing that even if you look like you're put together, most of us have things happening in our life that aren't put together. And like right now, I have like a massive pile of things behind me that aren't in the camera shot. Just like things like that. I think I love that you're also doing that because the well like the world needs needs more realness because Mm -hmm. it breaks the lies that the we are not enough that lie like it breaks those lies and it disproves those lies so I love it keep crushing it though you got this (laughs) you too thanks um so we're gonna kind of wrap up but what are some of like your last words to say to like any girl on social media or off social media who just wants to be herself wants to start her own business you know, just wants to be a kind of a light in the world in the same way you are? Um, I think my biggest thing is just make sure that you have a why behind what you're doing. It's really easy to get caught up in greed and fame and acceptance, especially if you're going into social media or if you're launching your own business, looking at the financial numbers all the time. I've, I've fallen into that trap continuously. And it sucks the joy out of what you're doing. And it makes that feeling of not doing enough, not being enough come up. So it's really important to write down, it can be like your mission statement, write down why are you doing what you're doing? I have a why behind Sweaty Studio. I have a why behind my podcast, Healthy But Human. And I have a why behind my social media platforms because anytime I'm going through a weird phase or I'm struggling, I look at it and I remember, 
I, this is not about me. This is not about how many followers I can get, how much money I can make. That is the, just, that's a side thing. I don't care about that. Like I've been called to do this by God. And I don't know why I have as many people in my community as I do. I have actually no idea, but I am just following and trusting him every day. So I think anyone wanting to start something, literally just give it up to the Lord and make sure you have a why behind what you're doing and just continuously just continuously focus on putting one foot forward because it can feel overwhelming when there's a bajillion things that you could be doing, but focus on just the little baby steps you can take in the moment to get you closer to your goal every every single day. And that's going to make it a lot less overwhelming and a lot more enjoyable. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving all those like words of wisdom and sharing your story and kind of all of the parts that made Sweaty Studio happen made you happen and made you grow as a person, both in like your business life and also your personal life. So thank you. I like love talking to you. All the best oh. vibes. Oh, thanks for having me on your podcast. So, so sweet. And I really appreciate that. Hi, Willis Princess. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to today's episode. All of Callie's information, her studio, her Instagram, and everything will be linked down in the description. I hope you learned a lot just like I did, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye!